Stewart, editor-in-chief of ComicallyInclined.com. And I am Blake Hickman, the digital media director. And I am Brittany Shelton, the social media manager. Hi, everyone. How are we doing this week? Doing fan diddly test. There seems to be a lot of extra room in the studio. A lot of extra room. I actually, I actually have elbow room now. Yeah, <laughs> how's that feel, Brittany? Do you have plenty of shoulder space? Um, only for this shoulder, not for the other shoulder. <laughs> so Jared is out this week. He had some stuff he had to take care of. We do have Ben Stewart, the man himself, in the chat. The man ben, say the hi to chat. Fantastic! I love. I, I always do that. Like we're gonna hear something, yeah, yeah. and then I'm just like sitting here, like just waiting to hear him. <laughs> What's happening? Oh man, so good good week for nerd news. Uh, it is. Uh, Moon Knight dropped last uh, oh well this morning at like two a.m. I'm I'm so pissed at myself. Yeah. Okay, so I fell asleep at like eight o'clock. Woke back up at ten thirty. I've been rewatching the Daredevil series since it's been Disney Plus. I'm like, all right, well stay up, watch Daredevil. So Moon Knight comes out. One forty five. I fall back asleep and wake back up at seven or six thirty a.m. So, anyways, I watched it while I was safely driving today. Not, well, yeah, that's a uh, don't do that, children. Uh, <laughs> if you're watching, and we're not an all ages podcast, so hopefully there's no children watching us. Uh, <laughs> but I would definitely be rewatching it a second time tonight. It, yeah, I, I liked it. I uh, I got home from uh, my day job and uh, was trying to stream it and set the show up and get ready to go so i might have missed a couple of things but i think i got the gist i won't lie i haven't watched it well prepare to get spoiled uh <laughs> so cool 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 blake do you want to uh you want to do some news let's break out rumor mill good job <laughs> all right so uh this week we officially there's an official a licensed shrek burlesque show that does exist yeah, so is that DreamWorks has, yes. like, agreed to it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Straight up, full-blown, license, no is, copyright infringements, nothing Is there, like, like stills of this? Have we seen there what it is looks stills. like? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. We, yeah, we've seen some stills. Yeah. This is my live stream completed, and I can die happy now. Oh, also, uh, Heather is out tonight. Thank you, Mike, for asking that. Heather is out tonight. So the assistant to the technical director, Emerald, is handling the show. Uh, so yeah, uh, I would love to see a burlesque performance of Shrek. I think it would be be very fun and entertaining. Donkey Show has a whole different meaning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> on to the next one. Uh, so uh, Storm, you know the ca- Storm cameo that was in Thor: Love and Thunder that's been kind of rumoring around for the past year uh, is actually been 100 percent debunked. Yeah, she will not be showing up in it. Now, when you say it's been debunked, by whom? Yeah. Uh, somebody that is actually, uh, man, I could tell you the name earlier today, but someone has actually screened it. They, they've screened, or they've seen like one of the earliest screenings of it, and it is actually the same guy who a year ago sat there and said he's one of the people that's one of our reliable sources that gets stuff ninety percent right all the time. Yeah. But about a year ago, he sat there and said that uh, he heard it was rumor. He didn't even say this was going to happen, but he's like, I heard rumors going around. You know, Storm could be uh, in Thor: Love and Thunder. And that's literally all he said. So people ran with it. People got excited. Obviously, I mean, bring us fucking mutants. But anyways, uh, he is actually the one that debunked it himself. As he actually was, he screened it and said it wasn't. It's it's probably on the the burn pile there, right next to Mephisto and uh, Omega that's Red. That's not on the burn pile. Well, Omega Red's in the burn pile, but Mephisto is not. Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll probably get both eventually. I don't see us getting mutants in Love and Thunder. I think if no. we're 
Well, I don't know because it's after Multiverse of Madness, and once that anything's whole, possible after that. Also, thing is cracked open. Uh, Love and Thunder is what a hundred. 100 days out, so it's seven days shy of being the shortest film without a trailer before its actual release Since date. Since the Incredible Hulk. Yes. Yep. Hmm. So, whew, getting a little nervous. So we should be getting a trailer soonish. Any day they now. They just finished doing some reshoots, reshoots for yep. Christian Bale. Can uh, you get on for the mic? Gore. I am on my I can hear me myself. Mm-hmm. Better the closer you are. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. I will eat the mic. Um, so Christian Bale just got done doing reshoots for it, and for his character, I'm probably going to say it wrong. Gore. Nope. nope. Gore. Okay. Um, which I just did research on his character, and I'm completely mind blown. But anyway, so once his reshoots are done, it should go into the actual production and edits, and we should probably have one within the next week, I would think, depending on how long his reshoots take. You know, everybody was so worried and, like, up, up their ass about the Spider-Man taking so long to get the trailers out. Fuck, we're way past that now. Ben says he can hear you too well now, so. See? Uh, I told you. <laughs> I disagree. Uh <laughs> So yeah, I'm excited about a Love and Thunder trailer. I think we yeah. uh I think this movie's going to be great. Yeah. It's got to be better than Thor 2 and uh with Taika Waititi helming it, right. it's hopefully just as fun as I mean, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Oh god, yeah. So uh we also have Guardians of the Galaxy uh holiday special which could be coming out this year. Uh Taika Waititi as actually uh or no, I'm sorry, James Gunn. Yeah, as James actually Gunn. Sutter said that um you have to watch this before you go into Guardians of the Galaxy three. Like, I mean, I was going to do that anyway. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, he's like, it's not just a fun little you know holiday special. Like, you literally have to go in this to understand Guardians of the Galaxy three. So, anyways, uh, there is a scene now that has been leaked, and it takes place in Beverly Hills with a cop car upside down. I'm in. So th- I don't care what it is. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So they're coming back to Earth. They're coming back to Earth. And then another thing that's next to the room real list that kind of goes in hand, hand in hand with this is the amazing Kevin Bacon is supposed to be making an appearance. You know, yeah, Chris uh, Pratt's hero. That's Earth's greatest hero. Right. So. Seven uh, degrees from Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, uh, that ought to be fun. Also, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum is – is in it? Is he really? Yeah, he's our, he's on IMDb. So they're bringing uh, ah shit. What was he? The uh, not the collector. That's his brother. The collector's brother. Yeah. Isn't he dead after Thanos? Well, he, they just sh- who? The collector after he gets the stone. Yes. Yeah, yeah he's dead. But uh, yeah, he okay. was he was laying dead on. Oh, that's right. Oh, where uh, Thanos did the on nowhere. Yep. Yeah. What is freaking? Uh, I don't know, but I'm enjoying the faces the that you're making. We have a fact checker and, for a reason. Yeah, Ben, what is uh, Jeff Goldblum's character in uh, 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 Thor Ragnarok? And he's a guy besides a host of the mountain stick, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, so besides Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, uh, Mandalorian Season 3 has just wrapped filming. I'm excited about that. Yes. So have we... We haven't really gotten a lot of rumors or news about season three. Uh, no, have no idea, honestly, the direction they're going. Uh, That's the one bad thing about them. The Grandmaster. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. Yeah. I appreciate you. Uh, that's the one bad thing about them filming inside of a dome that nobody else can see into. A lot yeah. less leaks. A lot less leaks. 
but with them being wrapped in filming now, them just kind of do it finalizing, you know, all and critiquing all the film. Surely something will start coming out here and there, or at least some steel shots or something that's going to get leaked here soon. Yeah, hopefully we get uh, Grogu with a tiny little lightsaber and a full suit of Mandalorian armor, uh, just just poning noobs left and right. So that was one thing that was a bonus thing to the Mando is that Grogu is supposed to be getting an update on his armor. So he's going to be getting a full upgrade is what we're supposed to see between point A and point B of season three. Yeah, I get that the living for it. The Beskar chain mail made it easier to sell toys of Grogu without covering him in armor. But if he's going to be hanging out with uh, Din Djarin traveling the galaxy, he needs a full suit of Beskar armor. I need it in my life. With room for his big ass ears to stick out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Or, Or maybe armor that compensates. I don't know. What would be cooler? You want to see big green ears hanging out of a Mandalorian helmet? Or do you or want to see I feel like that would be helmet? a weakness because the part of the helmet is to like protect everything. So you yeah. just need ears, and I think that would be fucking cute as hell. Yeah, but I mean, I get it. But also, you know, having a big old hole blown through your ear just looks badass. Yeah. I would assume. Mm, I, I, mean, don't... I don't want it done to me. Do but... you want a helmet? Looks like he's got horns on it that your ears fit in. There you go. Like a I don't Wolverine like agreeing mask. with him, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> I went all of so, that. All right. We also have the Sharon Stone that is going to be playing the lead villain in Blue Beetle. Oh, uh, boy. Here's yep. sex appeal. Yep. Uh, so uh, she's going to be a new a new character. Uh, she is going to be the main lead vil- villain. Uh, her name is going to be Victoria Cord, which there is a, a male figure with the last name of Cord in Blue yeah, Beetle. Yeah, it's Ted Cord, the Ted, original yes. Blue Beetle. So they don't know if they're actually going to tie her in with that character or they're just using that last name and get making her as a new main villain that's never they're, been in the comics. They're probably going to tie it in um, some relation to Ted Cord. Probably, if I had to guess, like an Iron Man type situation where somebody owns a tech company, um, they discover the Blue Beetle technology, and right. then Jaime Reyes gets a hold of it, and then it becomes a whole like gotta hunt him down to get this technology back kind of situation. But uh, the Scarabs are the villains to that version of Blue Beetle, so yes. I don't know why they would need to bring in a tech giant right. type character, uh, hmm. especially with the Cord family name. But secondly, did we not learn with the Halle Berry Catwoman movie that Sharon Stone should not be in superhero films? Well, uh, DC is still grasping at trying to make uh, profitable films uh, in comparison <laughs> to Marvel. So they decided and made an agreement with Sharon Stone in her contract to do the famous leg cross in their movie so oh, they God. can actually make some good money and get so people who bullshit. view it. <laughs> so. Her vagine hang like sleeve of wizards. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, you'd be lying if you said that that would not get you in the theaters at least once. No, I would not. That is... <laughs> that's a terrible idea. Oh, So, anyways, uh, yeah, that's what we got on her. Uh, hey, speaking of Blue Beetle, I know this is random. Y'all remember the show Beetleborgs? <laughs> Yeah, they had the big bad Beetleborgs. Yeah, yeah. You had that look, bunch of children pur- with uh, the purple suits guy that turned them into adults. And the big honking nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Flabber. Flabber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like a bad ghost version of Elvis. Yeah. Wow. That just randomly popped in my head. So, yeah, anyways, big bad Beetleborgs. Uh, so Joker two script is in process of being written with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. They, uh, they don't even care about the new Batman. Uh, they, they're going full force with it. 
Uh, I mean, it won an Oscar. They're, right, they're right. definitely going right. to keep well, I mean, riding well, that well, cash cow. Right. But, I mean, they're not even worried about tying it into anything. They're still, you know, just going on solo uh, with their own storyline. So, uh, in the filming could be starting as early as early 2023. So, Yeah, so I, I don't know how you expand the canon of the Joker movie, the, the Joaquin Phoenix solo Joker film, without including Batman. I'm here for it, though. But – what kind of a time jump would we be looking at for a 10-year-old Bruce Wayne to be a threat to this right. 40-something-year-old Joker that we got in? I mean, he's going to be well, this. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, if I'm not mistaken, even though he looks old as shit, he looks his age, uh, the Joker is supposed to be around 34, 35-ish yeah. in the movie. So. Yeah, so you figure Batman at his earliest started being Batman at 25. Sure. Um that means that Joker has to be at least 15 years older than he was in that movie. So if he's 34, 49, okay, that's fine. You could you could have a villain. I mean, that. what was the age difference between Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson in the original Batman movie? I don't know. Uh, ben, would you look that up for us? I'd like to know when that film was shot, what their ages were, or at least even now, what's the age difference between Jack Nicholson and, uh, uh, Michael Keaton? Cause you know, it hasn't changed. Um, it's, it's That's the same the age same. difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that that would be okay. It's, it's possible. But yeah. again, what's that time jump look like? Like what happened in, uh, uh, 15 years. Thank you, Malnourished. Uh, um, and your your book's in the mail, so you should be getting it soonish. Um, so, anyways, uh, what? Fifteen years. Batman was. Oh, I see. You you weren't telling me. You're asking me. So, Batman was ten years old uh, in the Joker movie, and uh, at the earliest, he would be twenty five. So, it'd be a fifteen year time jump to get a fully fleshed out like year one Batman against the Joker. Uh, so, also we have. Uh... Let's see. Game of Thrones uh, prequel, House of Dragons, set to release in August twenty uh, first. So, anything with Matt that, Smith that, in it, I'm 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 down. That's so there's a the, fourteen year difference. That's that's workable. That's one of the few spinoffs that was not canceled. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't really know that the story needs to be told, and I don't know who's writing it. Like, uh, is George R. R. Martin taking a part in the writing and production of this? Because he really, really, really needs to finish up the fucking book series first before he even tackles anything else. What, what was it you telling me earlier? That uh, There what, was another prequel. I can't remember what the name of the it Hedge was. Knight. How much did they spend on it before so. they quit they and scrapped it? They spent over $30 million on it before they scratched completely it. scratched it. Because the... Preview and the first episode, like the pilot, was just no bueno. I've read the Hedge Knight novel; it's pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, but I—I I mean, it takes place like right before Game of Thrones. It's a story of like the some of the the knights that are like older and the end of ga- or at the start of Game of Thrones when they were younger. Uh, it's a good it's a good story. It just kind of takes place in their world. Gotcha. So we also have Henry Cavill uh, appears to be done as Superman. Yeah, well, he need, really needs to focus on Geralt of Rivia. Mm. And and then wherever he's going to enter in as the MCU. Yeah, Captain Britain. I mean, Britain. He, he has way more, way more important things to worry about than DCU. So. Yeah, and and an on-screen Captain Britain played by Henry Cavill. I mean, he's... I'm here for it. I mean, yeah. I watch anything he's in. I don't care what it is. And Same. I mean that with every inch of my body. Yeah, he's luscious. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. He I, is daddy. I bet I like him more than you do. I <laughs> I will go up against you on that one. Yeah. Well. I don't know how to. Hey, I don't ben, know how to prove uh, this. Ben, will you fact check that for us? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we would verify this, but uh, yeah, he's uh, he does it for me. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's really anybody who he doesn't do it for at this point. Oh, I mean, and if there's they gotta are, be somebody somewhere who hates good things. They're wrong either way. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. So, anyways, uh, last but not least, we have uh, Donald Glover confirmed the Disney Plus series Lando. Uh, they are into works for that. I liked him as uh, as Lando in Solo. Uh, as far as that goes, I think it's a great idea. I don't want to see a DH Billy D. Williams, and I don't want to see the <laughs> shitty uh, CGI that they they keep pulling off in in Mandalorian to make well, Luke and look younger. I love younger. Billy D. Williams, but we do not need, yeah. need to see a DH. Just one. just cast a younger <laughs> actor. Like right. what's what would be so bad about? Casting Sebastian Stan to play Luke for the Mandalorian series it instead is of trying crazy. to de-age, yeah, the the, resemblance. the how yeah how yeah. close they look instead of trying to de-age uh, Mark Hamill, I just it's silly it's yeah. silly and and if they were doing a good job, uh, we were talking about Henry Cavill doing it for everyone Ben. Uh, if we were, if they were doing a good job with the CGI, if it wasn't so like, if it didn't take you out of the show when sure. you were watching it, maybe it'd be fun. But right. every time, I'm just like, eh. the second go around was way better than it the was. first, though. Which they Absolutely. got the guy off of yeah. YouTube to go in and do it right. the second time around. Right. Yep. Which, Which could you imagine Industrial Light and Magic calling you a, a just a random YouTube? I guy would think it was a prank call. Like yeah. that man's life was changed forever from that point. Right. But, yeah, that's this week on Rumor Milled. These rumors are milled. All right, fan freaking tastic. So, uh, Moon Knight dropped. We, we talked yes. about that loosely. Uh, you don't get a lot in this Spoilers, episode. Spoilers, by the way. Spoilers. I mean, you tuned in the day after. The day uh, of? The day it released. Of course, we're talking about it. Uh, For all you true fans out there, we're going to talk about Moon Knight tonight. Yeah. So, which we have both seen. Uh, Brittany, not so much. I've seen yep. like some spoilers, and I, I do have one you. comment about it. Yeah. My only comment that I really have about it is the bit that I have been able to sit down and watch where they are over, I believe, in Scotland? Somewhere no. in the Kingsland. It's like, uh, it's like Switzerland or something, isn't it? Sure. Anyway, there's Ow. a lot of green around. Yeah. And I made the statement a while back with one of the trailers that I was really worried about the CGI because of Moon Knight around the grass and then him and the CGI just like kind of looked funked. And it still looks kind of funked in that. Like, I'm sure when you're watching the show, like, you're not paying attention to that, but it's still kind of... Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's not bad. Head. I mean, like, when he's in the grass, he's running through that. That looks pretty legit. It's not, it's not awful. Uh, I think that where the CGI could have did a little work is where they're on the the, uh, the winding road, and you got the cars and the logs falling. But we, we, this is a Disney Plus show. This is an MCU movie. So... Still it's still money. not as bad as Luke's What face. question did you have for me, Danny? Oh, do you, does it bother you, uh, spoilers? Does that Are you one of those people mm. that really gets up in arms about spoilers? No, because... <laughs> why are you throwing things? I'm... Sorry, everyone. I do not know if I am safe. Um, I am one of those people... Like I am very much very similar to a kitty cat. I am very curious, and I want to know all the details, and I hate surprise... Like, 
like when somebody says like hey i have something to tell you and then they like just ghost out it drives me absolutely insane so i try to find all the details before it actually gets released so for me spoilers i'm just like i want the deets and it helps me i feel like oscar isaac did an amazing job uh, in the acting honestly uh as far as all the disney plus uh mcu canon shows uh right off the first bat even though we didn't get moon knight till the just a flash of him at the very end. I really feel like Oscar Isaac's acting has brought it more than any of the Disney Plus shows so far. I will say that watching it, even without it being a lot of action or uh, really just... More of an introduction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just story building for the first episode, I still felt like it was satisfying to watch. Very. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, again, uh, I loved that that whole thing where somebody told Oscar Isaac that his British accent sucked, and yeah. he was like, "Well, yeah, because it's an American pretending to have a British right. accent, it's supposed to." Uh, what so, I do love and did not expect was Conchu's voice in his head talking like he is. Uh, I did not expect them to. That be... That is not Conchu. Oh, who is it? That is Mister Knight. Yeah, that's, oh. that's one of his like Knight five billion personalities that he has tucked inside of well, him. Well, uh, Mister Knight talking in his head like that. I thoroughly enjoyed that. It's kind of a little bit of a comic relief, but at the same time, because he's just called him a fucking idiot the whole time, you know? Yeah, so that is also Oscar Isaac doing that voice. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Those are all okay. Oscar Isaac. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I The voice, I'm like, who is that? I feel like I've heard that voice before, uh, but apparently I haven't. Uh, it definitely does not sound like Oscar Isaac. Yeah, it is. Uh, and uh, that, So that's a lot of fun, and, and Mr. Knight is going to play – very big in the show like we're going to see a lot of that character as well like there's actually scenes in the trailer of him um being in the mr knight suit and then transforming into the full moon knight costume so so i'm really curious what do you think about this uh because they really seem surprised out of nowhere that uh steven's side is uh kind of taking over and not just giving in like it like they're used to so what do you think it is that's allowing him to take more control now and then fight kind of back and forth between letting Mark take over. I th- I think it's just a simple uh, situation where the the Steven character was able to wrest control from Mark and was unwilling to relinquish it, mm-hmm. and so the Mark Specter character was only getting control of it for glimpses, like small flickers of time. But he he was basically railing against his disassociative mental disorder and he was refusing to give control back to Mark, the main uh, right. personality. Um, so that's, that's kind of, I don't know if it was something traumatic. I'm, I'm assuming we'll learn as we watch the show, what happened to sure. him that led him to do this. So one of the things that I saw leading up to it is that um, over across the ocean, they increased the rating for Moon Knight. So I'm wondering like, gore level what are you looking at as far as fight sequences and all of that i don't think they're scared of blood on this right right away i mean i mean he right away i mean he, you see the scarab in his hand i mean his hand is just soaked in blood, so blood, blood. dripping off it of is it. interesting do you actually that... see any of the scenes or is it just uh i feel like it's not like your avengers style i mean it's more than that but it, it it's not your daredevil style either. Yeah, no. I mean, you saw people getting shot, right? And, like bleeding, right? But that's an interesting choice because they're pulling uh, bloody scenes out of uh, Disney Plus shows, right? Yes. Uh, that people have noticed this week, uh, specifically Falcon and Winter Falcon Soldier. And Winter Soldier um, whenever uh, uh, Baron uh, Zemo Zemo kills 
the scientist, he shoots him in the head. Instead, he when he shoots him, he just like lays down with his eyes closed and the blood is gone. And oh, really? It, yeah, it's a huh. big thing. So, so Mike, really to confused. answer your question about uh, the hero Sunday uh, for Moon Knight, there is a hero called Sun uh, Sun King, um, whose power comes from the sun god Ra. And he is the antithesis of Moon Knight. He's basically like the evil version of Moon Knight. Um, that's who they're saying that – what's his face? Because I just thought lost his name. That's what they're saying Ethan Hawke's character is going to be. He's, He's going to be uh, a combination of that and his character from the comics. So uh, also uh, I'm, I'm really curious to see – I think Harrow's not just Harrow. I, I think there's a lot more to his character than him just being Arthur Hero. Yes. I think they're just using that name uh, to pull from the comics as familiarity. Uh, but I think he's actually going to be a lot more deeper than just Arthur Hero, you know, a follower. Uh, and also, as obviously, as we all see, where he has, you know, the scales of uh, good and bad. I think that's all just bullshit. Uh, I think that actually represents something else. But he's not wanting to tell what it actually represents. Well, so Mark has the scales on his arm also. Oh, does he? No, never mind. I take that back. No, I, I think so. I thought that when I was watching the right. opening scene that but, turned but, out to but be the, Arthur Harrow. Yeah. I take it back. And what about this guy freaking crushing a glass and putting in his shoes? Yeah, that was Arthur Harrow. Yeah, and then walking on it, and then no blood. Yeah, I wonder what the point of that was. I, th um, I think it was to kind of t show us right off the beginning that, hey, this is a legit bad, a real bad guy. This isn't someone like, uh, you know, your, uh, your Ben Kingsley. Uh, you know, someone put on a show or just somebody that's minor that's, you know, I think that's legit showing us, hey, this is a truly bad guy that is real, that's, that has something inside of him that's legit. So, so one of the things that I've seen from the trailer is that he looks like he has some sort of disability when it comes to his movements. And that's one of the things that I feel like draws people to him. And that's part of the reason he uses that cane. No, uh, I don't think that's it. Uh, the cane is actually the double-headed alligator with the ass of a hippo, and there's another animal that's part of it that has something to do with the Egyptian the Egyptian gods and uh, what they used uh, for some representation. Uh, I mean, he kind of uses the cane to walk, but I don't think that really draws anybody to him. I know it's... Uh, they, they. I think what draws people to him is they all know he has the skills, and everybody wants to know, hey, are we going to live and, and, you know... We're, because it says, hey, are you good or are you bad? And pretty much, you know, if you're bad, he kills you right then and there. But if you're good, then you're going to serve him and live live longer. And I think that's actually what draws people to him. Hmm. So Ben's saying that Moon Knight walks on sand and uh, that Harrow walks on glass because he's not worthy of walking on sand. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's something that you read, Walter. I don't. I don't remember hearing that. Please tell us more. That's interesting. Yeah. Actually. Because, I mean, but glasses, I mean, glass glass is made out of sand. Sand. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of interesting. Hmm. Hmm. It is, yeah. Uh, but I would also say that maybe it, it is possible also that it's canon that Mark Spector loves being hurt. It's like his thing. He, like, really enjoys being – just having the shit beat out of him. And I wonder if the, the broken glass and walking on it is a sign that, like, the avatars of the Egyptian gods just kind of have that. Mm. They just kind of enjoy pain. And then maybe him walking on the glass was, was part of that. Uh, but well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. in order to stay alive for yeah. all the bad? I, I think that Moon Knight is definitely a decent adaptation of the comics. Um but I would like to talk about some terrible adaptations with this week's top five. 
Five. So this week on Top Five, we are talking about uh, adaptations of properties that sucked. Properties that we loved or liked or grew up with that whenever Hollywood came a-calling didn't maybe hit the mark. Um, there's some notable examples, I think, that probably pop into everybody's mind the second that you hear about uh, adaptations that suck. But I'm not going to list them because we're going to do that here in just a second. Blake, would you like to get us started with your number five? I would love to. Uh, the Percy Jackson series. Uh, I love Greek mythology. It, it, was, it was nice to see their adaptation come to life uh, on, this, on the screen. Uh, I still own them. Uh, I still watch them. But they were nothing compared to the book. I mean, like, I mean, as in, like, there's just just so much more detail that was missed out, and it was just really kindergarten version, you know, more of what the books were. So I have only fallen asleep in the theater to two movies. One was Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, <laughs> and the second one was Finding Nemo Two. But Finding Nemo Finding Two, Dory? I was just. Yeah, Finding Dory. I was just incredibly tired. Right. With Percy Jackson, I was just incredibly bored. <laughs> I just passed out. That movie sucks. Uh, I know there's people that love Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief, those movies, and I don't get it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I I'm a totally sucker for Greek that. mythology, but that, that's, that, was be, that would be my number five one adaptation. They're doing the Spider Chronicles, but there's talk about them coming back with that as a Disney Plus series. That'd be Re-launching great. Relaunching it. Brittany, you're number five. Howard the Duck. And there's only one reason, like the main reason. What's that? The duck-human bestiality love thing is just, no. It's weird. I don't like it. And it makes me all sorts of uncomfortable. Wasn't that in the comics? Didn't he date a, a Possibly, human in the Possibly, which is fine. But in the movie, it still makes me like 10 times uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I know that it's campy and stupid and terrible and it was poorly made and the action is awful and Howard looks but you so love silly. It. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love Howard the Duck. I have never seen it. It's it's bad, but it's from the eighties, like, right? So cringe. It's one so of those that's so bad cringe. it's good, and he beats like so many people's asses in that movie, and it's hilarious. It's so cringe. Emma, what do we have in the comments? Funko Mike said Michael Bay Ninja Turtles. Yeah, uh, they were not good. They're they're a Michael Bay film. If you expected them to be quality filmmaking, they're just not going to be. Yeah. Nick Beck said the He Man movie. Yeah, that's uh, that's. Uh, that was on my list, and I, I changed it out. So good one, uh, Nick. Uh, yeah, Dolph Lundgren as an oiled-up, uh, hairless version of He-Man that <laughs> doesn't ever transform. And All you had to say Orko's, was Dolph Lundgren. Orko's That's all you had not to say. in it, and the, the whole thing is so stupid. They're, and they have, like, future weapons, and they travel through time, and Skeletor is awful. It's bad. It's bad. Have you seen it? <laughs> I haven't because Dolph Lundgren's in it. Yeah. I try to stay away from it. anything Dolph's in. Yeah. It's yeah. it's bad. Uh, Ben's number five uh, was Ghost Rider. Hey. Nick was all right. <laughs> I just feel like my head's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Nicholas Cage. Oh, my God. I, I hate the guy's acting, but I love the guy at the same time. But, yeah, so bad. So awful. Can't do it. Yeah, my number five is the Super Mario Brothers movie uh, starring Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo as two Italians in New York. <laughs> I think I've seen that. Mario and Luigi, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, uh, from, was it early 90s? 
Yes. Like 90, 91? It's, it's really bad. Yeah. It's, they, they did that thing Bowser's where they just creepy. like made nods to little things from the, the games where like they get boots that make them jump really high. And I don't <laughs> think they, they, it's been so long since I've seen it, but they get like fire flower, I think, at really? one point in it. <laughs> I I don't remember that. I just remember Bowser being creepy, and the animated series was better than that, yeah. which is saying uh, something because that's went down. Other than uh, Legend of Zelda as one of the worst animated series ever done. Yeah, the Legend of Zelda cartoon series is awful. <sighs> it's really bad. But anyway, Super Mario Brothers. I'm I'm glad they're remaking it as an animated movie. Uh, Blake, your number four. My number four, Aragon. I, I read all the books and I, I thoroughly enjoyed the books. Yeah, uh, just super disappointed with the movie. Uh, did not bring nowhere even close to what the books were. Uh, actually, completely changed it. If I'm not mistaken, uh, they, they changed enough of it. Yeah, and uh, not Jeremy Irons. Big fan, of Jeremy Irons. He was in the movie. Uh, I would love for them to <laughs> redo the movies, but leave him in there as the cast. But let's do it right this time. So. That's yeah, I'm malnourished. Point. I was trying to remember that that line from the cartoon that, that Link said every episode. Well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> That's why Link doesn't talk. He says stupid shit like that. Uh, Brittany, you're number four. Kind of wish more men were like that. Um. Anyway, my Any, number. Anyone four, in particular? Anyone in this room? Uh, I just just, just men in fifth. general. I plead the fifth. Well, welcome to our uh, talk show where (laughs) we talk about things for an hour and a half every week. Um, No, my number four, I was really torn between which one I was going to put here, but I think I'm going to go with the Fifty Shades of Grey. The soundtrack, bomb A. Love it. Whole different level. Movies, not so much. I've seen them all in theaters, and I do not regret it, but I want those movies redone. So I've never read or seen Fifty Shades of Grey, and I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. No, but it's fun. I know that Fifty Shades of Grey originally started out as a fanfic of Twilight Twilight. Mm -hmm. that then got published, and so they had to change the characters' names and, like, who they are and what they were, but, like, the main characters were Bella and Edward from Twilight, Uh, and I just, I have no interest in it. I I read the books, uh... From what, from that what came what, out of left field. I from, did not expect that. I will not yeah. lie. I'm He's actually a very uh, well-rounded man. Yeah, I, I've even <laughs> read the I've even stuff. read the book Gray, where it's actually from Christian's standpoint. I have uh, so many so, questions after this. Uh, from what I'm, from what I remember, though, like the the depiction of Christian Gray, the movie was completely nothing like what the book. Both of them, as. him and yeah. Anna, were just. Not, and then you had both of those characters that were together. They had no, like, together, and it was just... <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were some scenes that still did, but... I think we could save the rest of this conversation for Comically Inclined After Dark. Emma, what do we got in the, <laughs> the comments? Comically Inclined After Dark. Eh, put it That's on my Patreon. <laughs> Nick Beck said both G.I. Joe movies. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're yeah. both awful. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> they're both bad. Chain and Tame makes it worth it, though. I'd watch no, it just he for does that. Not. He's... I know that uh, I see Ben's number four, Spawn. Uh, what a terrible, terrible adaptation. Uh, Michael Jai White probably could have been a pretty cool Spawn had the movie been better. Um, John Leguizamo as the clown is probably the only saving grace of that film. It's so good. Are you ready for the Jamie Foxx remake of it? The relaunch? 
I'm, I mean, I, I'll give it a chance. Uh, I know Todd McFarlane is a lot more involved in the film this time. Yeah. Than he was the first time. So I hopefully. I can't remember if it's going to be a movie or a series. A Do movie. You? Okay. As far as I know. I mean, I watched Jamie Fox, but. Emma, what else we got in the chat? Taylor Britton said number five was Green Lantern and number four was Batman and Robin. And he said he liked the cast on Green Lantern. And I agree with that. Um, I think that Ryan Reynolds is a much better Deadpool. I think Taika Waititi playing a character who doesn't have a New Zealand accent is a real waste. Um, and, uh, you know, Michael Clark Duncan as Kilowog is uh, – that's like a dream casting. And then it, it was just so shitty. Just so shitty. That whole movie sucks. That sucks. It's yep, that's why worst... I saw some people's number two. Uh, well, we'll talk about it later then. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Mike said both Suicide Squad movies. I, well – Mike, I like that's, the new that's, one. Yeah, I like the new one too. That's. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not crazy about the second one. You yeah. don't it, like it, DC, so your opinion doesn't count. I, it does. I everyone's no, opinion counts. John, I'm not a big John Cena guy. I really don't fucking like him at all. But Peacemaker, I mean, he changed my mind on Peacemaker. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I have zero complaints about it. But uh, the the Suicide Squad with him in it, I just it didn't do it for me. Uh, I mean, I love him and Elba. I mean, not him, but Elba. Uh, and, I mean, they had their moments, which was comical and stuff. But uh, And I may be ridiculed <laughs> by this, but Never. I enjoyed the first one better than the second one. Ugh. Mike Can said the same thing. I, I cannot agree, disagree harder. That was. I'm with Danny, and I'm kind of mad that you're making me agree with him. Well, to each their own. <laughs> uh, my number four is Masters of the Universe, as we already talked about, so uh, we can move along <laughs> past that. Uh, my number three was Wheel of Time. Uh, I have not seen that, but I expected Jared to be tonight here on the show, and I wanted to steal that last week as we were on the show just because I knew he would put that on his list. <laughs> so in It's the, bad. In the spirit of Jared, Wheel of Time. I yeah, let's talk books, about— But I didn't hate the movie just by itself without reading the books. What? Wheel of Time. Let's talk about it. So they uh, they took things that don't happen until the end of the series and put it in the beginning of the oh, book wow. series, in the beginning <laughs> first season. That's always a good start. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. Um, so in the uh, – are you okay over there? I'm just pulling a Tom Holland and breaking things. So yeah, I'm you're just going to sit here like this from time. now on. Uh, but anyway, so they do things that they shouldn't do. Stuff happens in there that uh, – doesn't happen till the end of the series. Uh, the uh, just I, okay. <laughs> Continue. You literally broke the mic stand here. <laughs> I'm just, no, it's okay. I'm just gonna sit here like swap this. Swap these, and I'll fix it in between. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, they changed the characters to not reflect who they are. Like Perrin's not Perrin. Um, Matt was probably my favorite character of the mm. new series. Uh, That's and my favorite. He's too. one of my favorite characters from the book. Me too. And I thought he was a great casting. And then they've already lost him from the show, and he's uh, he's been recast for the next season. Um, it's just it's just not good. Uh, so, uh, Brittany, you're number three. Death Note. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so other than uh, Willem Dafoe as Ryuk, uh, the Death Note All of it, I'm just mad. Awful. Just awful. If you're I a fan of Death, Death Note, Note at all. It is just, it makes me mad. Not as mad as my number one and my number two, yeah, which sounds weird. That's why they're higher on the list. Yes, but it still makes me mad on an anime level. 
Yeah, me too. Uh, I didn't mind so, the casting of L. Willem uh, Dafoe played a voice in anime. Yeah, Willem yes. Dafoe is the voice of him. the Shinigami Ryuk, uh, and it's oh. perfect. Like he's he was a great choice to play that character. They actually even used his face. Really? Uh, Which that was cap. fine. It was perfect. everything else that was disastrous and That's disgusting. That's the only redeeming quality of the whole movie. <laughs> Emma, what do we have in chat? Malnourished said, "A Wrinkle in Time." Yeah, that's awful. That movie sucks. Another one I didn't hate, but I never read the book. Is books. it because of Oprah? No, Oprah's my bro. I, I <laughs> met her once. <laughs> I, uh, that's what I hear. Yeah, no, it's because the whole movie is just garbage. The, the Wrinkle in yeah. Time is one of my favorite you know, book series from when I was a kid. Well, I, I've never. And read... They did nothing. They didn't do anything, any service by telling that story. It was just bad. I, we've never read the book, but uh, that's a, a movie that we forgot about about a year ago that we really wanted to watch. It was like me and Wyatt ran across it. I was like, oh, let's watch this. We watched it. We haven't even read the book, and we were just disappointed in the yeah. movie in general. I've so. never wanted to slap Zach Galifianakis so much in my entire life as seeing him in that movie. It was so bad. Brittany, you're number three. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, we're doing chat. Sorry. What else yeah. we got, Em? Uncle Wally said The City of Ember. That's, that's Ben. Uh, City of Ember, yeah. Uh, I didn't read the books, but I did – Watch part of the movie with Katrina, and yeah, it was in dog shit. Oh, my kid. What is your face? I said Uncle Wally, and you corrected me. Well, I know, but the people listening don't know who Uncle Wally is, is why I'm... I know who Uncle Wally is. This <laughs> just got weird. <laughs> and they blame me for all that. Okay. Uh, Taylor Burton, Fantastic Four. Uh, couldn't even bring myself to watch it. The one from 2015. Watch the one from the 90s. Oh, don't. Yeah, it's bad. Don't. I only call him Uncle Wally when I'm in Chicago. <laughs> Mike Casey said any King Arthur movie they try to make. Yeah, uh, this is true. For, except for Excalibur. Who's Excalibur is awesome. Which one was that? It came out in the like late 80s, early 90s. It's huh. like three hours long, and it tells the whole story of Arthur from a uh, poor orphan boy any to the day actors? he dies. Huh? Any like mainstream actors in that or no? I would have to look it up. It's been Maybe so long since I've watched it. It's really good, though. Uh, so, uh, my number three is The Walking Dead. Uh, they <laughs> All right, my number two. They it, took a huge turn away from the comics in the TV series. And honestly... At which point do you say The Walking Dead, though? Like, at the very beginning, like, season one, or, like, season three and on? Because I've uh, seen the... Compa- like, I have the first Companion. I stopped watching, I think, like, after season three. But so season three is where they lost me. Okay. Um, 1981. Same. So it came out the year before I was born. Uh, so Old. yeah, it's an older movie, but it's really good. Uh, but anyway, so Walking Dead, they they basically took the character of uh, Rick Rick Grimes from mm-hmm. the comics and just threw him away. The Rick Grimes in the show sucks compared to Rick Grimes from the comics. Yeah. Rick Grimes in the comic is the baddest motherfucker you will ever meet. You're in any wrong. situation. And Rick Grimes in the show is a big whiny crybaby Kyle. who never really accomplishes anything. And then they killed him off. And it's like it's like they had to bring Daryl in to fill the role that, that Rick occupied in the comics. And then uh, Norman Reedus. I like I like the Shane from the show better than Shane in the book. Shane in the books didn't really do anything. No, he was Shane just Shane in the show is what made me hate John Berthenol. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's they, what uh, he did for everybody, but I don't believe Rick actually died. He, they just screwed him off. I don't think he died else. either. They just kind of moved him 
off screen. Yeah. Probably going to make an appearance one last time and then be done with it. Well, they're already done with the series. And I know that the the whole series was working towards Carl being the like the savior, savior. of everyone uh, like the comics did. And then they killed Carl off and made right. it his little Spoilers. sister instead. And it's – I Ben, I know Rick's not dead in the show, but he – it's stupid. It's all fucking Coral, stupid. Coral. The comics are so good. They are really good. I need to get the rest of the compendiums. I, I'm sorry. That I you, enjoy this show. Like I do. Arms like, I've not I read the like comics, so I can't dead. compare it. Yeah. But like, yeah. I, I so enjoy this horrier. show. Huh? The comics are so much more brutal. Maybe. Yeah. But like, it's so more, more lifelike on the show. Life's mm. Lifelike for what? What do you mean? Nah. Well, you have a artist rendering, and then you have real live actors. That's what lifelike is. That's an interesting line you would draw like uh well you're not drawing it that's on the comics it's, <laughs> it's actually live acting well, on the show agree to disagree <laughs> and it's my show so uh blake your number this your guy. number uh two uh my number two is green lantern uh thank god for uh you know deadpool finding time travel going back and correcting shit uh because green lantern was just so fucking bad yeah it's bad but you as talk- i re- previously said Thank you, Taylor Burton, again. Uh, Brittany, you're number two. (laughs) My number two is Avatar The Last Airbender. I don't feel like I need to say anything other than just Avatar The Last fucking Airbender. You mean Ong? With Ong? All of it? Not just him? Like, every start to finish? There's, no. All of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. Yeah. Scratch it. Toss it. Burn it. I guess we really don't have to, to, to break that one down too much. It's hot garbage it's dog shit from beginning to end emma what do we got in the chat mike casey said cowboy bebop yeah the live action cowboy bebop i still haven't finished it but i didn't hate it but i i can get where you know from a a person who really just enjoyed the the uh the anime that you know maybe it doesn't work for you i could see where it got canceled it it uh I wish that they had done what they said they were going to do and tell stories inside the universe without retelling the original series. Because that's what they said they were going to do. But basically what they did was adapt the original series Yep. Hmm. Uh, instead. So I, I feel like had it been new stories, hmm. that it would have been a lot better. Uh, I've already seen the original series. I didn't need mm-hmm. to see it in live action. Hmm. I haven't watched it because I have zero interest in it, so I can't say anything. Hmm. Other than it's already been canceled and it's not getting a season two. Yeah, it isn't. It's uh, that's over. Uh, what else we got in chat? Taylor Britton said Aragon. Yeah. You. And... Yeah, and we've talked about this before, but they changed the the movie because the story is basically Star Wars, and they wanted to not Embrace just tell it, Star though. Wars. Everything is Star Wars or so they just changed it. But Star Wars is a rip off of a lot of other properties. If your story is a rip off of Star Wars, just just tell it. <laughs> don't you don't have to try to fix that. Nick Beck said Hellboy. The So when we're talking about Hellboy, Nick, I'm assuming you're talking about the newest one? Yeah, I like the first one. I like the first two. Yeah, I like Ron Perlman. Yeah, the Ron Perlman yeah. Hellboys are good, I think. Yeah, you're talking about probably Hellboy the Golden Army. Is yeah. that right? Or is that, is that, no, that's no, the second no, one. No, the second one. No, uh, what uh, is the newest one? Because you have uh, the other guy playing. Yeah, uh, the guy from Stranger Things. What's his name? Yep. Uh, shit, I actually Dad? do love him. <laughs> I didn't say the Red other Guardian. one. Red Guardian. Yeah. Red Alexi. Guardian. He's the dad. I can yeah. tell you every name, but his anyway. real name. Yeah, it's uh, hell, that Hellboy was, was awful. Um, let's see. 
malnourished, Cowboy Bebop. Uh, ben says Assassin's Creed, but also Prince of Persia. I haven't seen Prince of Persia. Uh, and yeah, our fact checker says he's not looking it up. Uh, so. Prince of Persia is awful. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah, I believe. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Uh, man. David Harbour. Thank you, Taylor Burton. Yeah, David Harbour. <laughs> Fuck, I was looking it up. Anyways. <laughs> they spoiled your fun, Ben. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They are correct on most of those. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, Blake, let's hear your number one. Okay. Just start talking. My, this isn't the movie in general. I love Hugh Jackman because this is not because of Hugh Jackman. This is Ryan Reynolds' adaptation of Deadpool in that movie from the comics. I mean, that's just, it's fucking awful. Are you talking about, uh, uh, X-Men, X-Men Origins? Origins? Yeah, so it said X-Men Origins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. Uh, well, it's called X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yep. Uh, so anyways, uh, the Deadpool adaptation in that is just so bad. How are you going to have a Merc with a mouth without a mouth? Yep. It, uh, it's just... <laughs> it was a travesty. It's yeah. 100% so bad. and It's, it's, it's more than just one, Deadpool, but it, all of it is just Once again... Bad. Shut... No, no. Anyways, we're going <laughs> to skip for number one. Uh... I was agreeing with you. No, you said all of it. It's not it, all. It's of it. all pretty bad. I, lo- I love Leif Schreiber's uh, Sabretooth. I do. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I love Hugh I Jackman's enjoyed... Wolverine. That's the two main guys in the movie. So what's so bad about the whole movie? Everything else. They are eighty percent of this movie. So, anyways, uh, Gambit's really bad in it too. And that breaks my heart. A's better than a Channing Tatum's Gambit, I can tell you that. Blob is really bad in it, too. Wolverine (laughs) knocks him out with a punch. (laughs) The Blob looks pretty bad, too. Emma Frost. You gotta love Will I Am, though. All of it. Uh, But anyways, so yeah, uh, once again, just like my number two, thank God for Deadpool going back and correcting a lot of things. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things where they were like, how can we put the uh, the eye marks on him, like the Deadpool costume? Yeah, scars. Costume? We'll just make his whole face the Deadpool costume. So we'll remove yeah. his mouth and then have him have lasers God, and have a scar, so and then he'll look like Deadpool. And it was like, what? Yeah. Do you know anything about Deadpool? What yep. the fuck is this? I knew, like, very little about Deadpool at that time, and I still thought that was stupid. It's was in the laser eyes and stuff. Yeah. It's like Cyclops' power. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Brittany, you're number one. That was a real downer. We need some energy here. Sorry. My <laughs> next one's not going to be any better, to be <laughs> fair. Uh, Dragon Ball? Yeah. That entire... Ever, ever, I saw that in theaters, and I'm still mad at myself. Yeah, Dragon Ball Evolution for it. sucks. Yes. Uh, I see it's on uh, Mike Casey's list, and he's, he's 100% right. That's... Uh, that it's is a garbage movie for garbage everything. people. The acting, the cinematography, the script, the whitewashing, everything about that movie is just garbage. I'd say the physical, like, uh, uh, the physical, like, paint and makeup effects for Piccolo are the only cool thing in that movie. He looks I just like give- Piccolo. <laughs> Sorry, Ben just made my night. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did not mean to get excited like that. <laughs> Uncle Wally, that's what you're calling the rest of the night. Let me tell you. Um, Emma, what are we? Oh, you're sorry. I forgot what I was even saying. I'm sorry, I got so excited. <laughs> oh, I didn't Emma, like... what do we got in chat? Um, Ben, such Fantastic Four earlier. Yeah, it's bad. 
Uh, malnourished said Iron Fist. Oh, so bad. Yeah, so bad. So bad. <laughs> Nick no, Beck, how dare I'm, you put I, a... I, I wish they would have just left that off of the Disney Plus. Like, nobody's going to watch it. They had to, I believe, with contracts. Stupid. Uh, Nick Beck... Nope. Did I just say that one? No. Josh. Just Nick Beck said Van Helsing. It's bad. That movie's bad. It's it's campy but fun. Just even it's fun. Don't anything serious. It's fun. Even a fully automatic crossbow couldn't save that movie. <laughs> I'm actually just wrong. a Freya. <laughs> Taylor Burton said Justice League. The Justice League. So the original theatrical yeah. release of Justice League, uh, Joss Whedon's cut. Bad. Uh, and I agree with with Taylor. Compared to the Snyder cut, it's so bad. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Snyder Cut doesn't want that bad, but anyways. I like the Snyder Cut. Okay. I don't I will, hate it. I it's way too long, right but it, I I, get I like it. No, you don't. He Ben also said Captain Marvel. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that makes number one do all night long. Do you want to read it? I do, actually. Thank you. Let me just take this out of the stand, actually. Uh, he says, really, is Captain Marvel. Movie sucks. Actor sucks. Cat's cool, which is also called a flurgan. And if he didn't mention you missed it, the actor sucks. So, <laughs> Brie Larson, in case you're wondering who the actress is. And then my number one <laughs> is Legend of the Seeker. Which is the Sword of Truth series uh, adaptation? They made a TV show out of it, so it suffers from the same problem that Aragon did, in that they were worried that the story was too close to uh, Star Wars, uh, so they changed a bunch of shit around in it that made the story make absolutely no sense whatsoever for no reason. Um, and it's one of my favorite book series, and I was super excited. And I remember when it was releasing, I was like, "Hey, everybody!" Come gather around and watch this. It's going to change your life. The story is so good. And then, uh, yeah. And then it was just awful. Why is everybody fucking worried about Star Wars? Exactly. Like, who cares? Who cares? Just run with it. Who gives a shit? Obviously, Star Wars made a lot of money. Yeah, just embrace that you're ripping off Star Wars. (laughs) And and just, you know, watch it. Go with the flow. So anyway, thanks for tuning back in, and this has been our top five. There you go. Top five. Nick Beck's number one was The Dresden Files. Uh, I don't know what that is. Nick, did you read the books? Hey, real quick, in case everybody's wondering, Ben Stewart's number one was Captain Marvel. The actor sucks, the movie sucks, and the cat's cool, which is a flurgan. And the actress that he's talking about is Brie Larson, which is a poor representation of Captain Marvel. In case you're wondering. Thank you. Thanks for that, Blake. No one was wondering. <laughs> I feel like everybody was. Because I feel like everybody missed earlier. Like, I even kept the coolest time. I kept the mic in the stand. Did you? I didn't even keep Did them. You? I didn't even pull the mic out of the stand, which I'm pretty sure everybody missed earlier when we went down. <laughs> so Ben, uh, Ben wanted us to talk about <laughs> Thanks, Morbius Mike. a little bit. Okay, um, how awful it's going to be? I haven't seen it. Uh, me, well, I mean, uh, I've seen some early reviews for it. <laughs> yeah, one of the actors is already saying there's going to be a sequel. Gross. <laughs> uh, which which actor is it? Jared Leto? No, it's the guy that I believe was once a doctor, uh, like Doctor Who. I can't think. He's going to be, I think, one of the Oh, villains. Matt Smith? Sure. It's Matt Smith. I don't know. I... Yeah, I, I want this movie to be so good. I really do. I kind of feel bad for Jared Leto because I don't feel like he's that bad of an actor. He just ends up being in, in, having shit luck with films. 
Uh, I think it's mostly just his comic films. Yeah, because I mean, really, like yeah. the Dallas Buyers Club, that was a good movie. He did great in that. It's great in uh, Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. I, Supposedly did really good in Gucci. I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. I haven't either. I, I, I want like but I know that's his newest one. Yeah. 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 Oh shit, he does. Don't he? Yeah. yeah. House of yeah. Gucci. Nobody knew. Yeah, I'll be running to the it's video store to uh, get a of copy of that. <laughs> I'll be running down to my local Blockbuster video to get a copy of House of Gucci. Just so I can see Lady Gaga portraying a murderous ex-rich lady. She's up for some stuff, too, in that one. Yeah, I like Lady Gaga. If she's not singing Blindside, I, I don't want to watch it. I love Lady Gaga. Yeah? I really do. Big fan? Big fan. I don't like care. Uh, I, I don't care what anybody says. I, I, I like her. You know, I think uh, I, I love her music. Uh, I think I love her theatrics with her music videos and stuff like that. They're very artsy. Uh, I can I can I like that. And then uh, her acting's not bad. Uh, and then Star is Born had me sewed. I'm a sucker. Love that soundtrack. So, yep, yep. I I did know Jared Leto was the lead singer of Thirty Seconds to Mars. That's oh, yeah. where I fell in love. That's with first. That. That's first place I knew knew of him. Uh, but yeah, Ben, I saw the. I didn't actually watch the end credit, but I saw a video describing it. And it sounds like they're just trying to capitalize on the popularity of uh, No Way Home, and it's but they just—it's so aggravating. It's like watching DC flounder. It's like they don't know what they're doing, and instead of just letting Marvel tell them what to do, they're like, "Oh, we'll try this. We'll just throw some shit at the screen and see if it sticks." And it's like, like the, what they did with Fantastic Four for the past five billion years, which I've been. I need Marvel's Fantastic Four. Just look life. at the Venom movies. Like, they're considered successes based on the ticket sales, but they're not, like, MCU-level successes I at I all. I have not seen any of them. I have and they could zero be. interest. It's just so stupid. It's we stupid. got awful CGI. A lot of darkness. A lot of darkness. You can tell where CGI. they cut, the, I they cut the corners and the money. I That's mean, one of my favorite things about the MCU. The majority of their action happens in daylight. Yeah. And their CGI is just phenomenal. So here's a question. While we're talking about Venom, it kind of ties in together with uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. So Gore technically is part of the symbiotes. So would he, since Venom made his appearance in No Way Home, do you consider Venom or Gore being the first symbiote in Marvel? So Gore isn't a symbiote. Gore so I he had... wields the Necrosword, which is a symbiote. Well, but as opposed right. to yeah. having a symbiote on him, he doesn't wear the symbiote. He just wields it as a sword. So which one would you consider technically being the first? Gore definitely comes later. The The first symbiote would be I mean the MCU. Null in the MCU. Yeah. Um, Do you acknowledge the Venom teaser? It also depends on whether the... Well, I acknowledge, of course, I, well, yeah, I acknowledge Well, we, we, we have a symbiote in the MCU now. We know that. Yeah. I mean... So the problem is that Gore is traveling time as well as uh, as well as space, and he's actually from much later in Thor's timeline. So if if that is the Necro Sword in Love and Thunder, and it is Null the symbiote, the god of the symbiotes, then Gore should theoretically be using it past. The, the first appearance of the symbiote in No Way Home, um, which I think would then make it still... The first one. The Venom symbiote would be the first one appearing in the MCU. Hmm. But also, if he's wielding Null, then that predates all other symbiotes because that's the origin of symbiotes. He's is the Null. OG. Mm -hmm. The god. The god of symbiotes. 
So I, I don't know if that answered your question, but no, I mean it does. I hope doesn't it, did. it doesn't. I don't know. I was interested. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I think that Morbius is going to be one of those bad movies we're going to file away, and you know if it comes on network television sometime and we have nothing to do or it's played on an airplane right. maybe i'll watch it again but and then they'll come out with craven and it'll be the same way yeah and the sinister six film that the post credit scene I, is setting up I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna call it now they'll never make it to it again you think they're not gonna make it to the sinister <laughs> yeah. six again yeah. this will be the second time they've tried i don't think they're gonna make it to it again they're trying to make venom the spider-man of sony with an extended universe and it's Which- like Technically, he becomes an anti-hero in the universe, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, there's a I'm bunch of different of Venom Sony. symbiotes. And it's whatever. So, speaking of Venom symbiotes, do you guys remember the time the Incredible Hulk got turned into a Venom symbiote? No. Well, it happened, but not in the Immortal Hulk. It did not. <laughs> so, y'all ready for Make My Marvel? Uh, I think we're ready. Let's do it. Waiting to see where that one is going. So this week on Make Mine Marvel, the moment you have been waiting for, uh, Immortal Hulk, issues 45 through 50. This is ending this whole entire series. Uh, we pick back up with uh, burning the Hulk Goodbye. down, which the Hulk was dead on the last series that we left. Uh, they're burning the Hulk down with the Cosmic Rays. And I found out what this group is called, uh, these, these, the UFOs. Yeah. <laughs> the UFOs. The UFOs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, classic seventies Marvel, right? <laughs> so anyways, uh, as they're sitting there going down, I mean, they're just going with these cosmic rays on the skeleton of the Hulk. He's, he's in the hell realm. It's him and, uh, Joe fix it. Uh, so out of nowhere, they find their wise guy Hulk. They find their way out of this realm and it unleashes the big red Hulk, which is sunshine. Joe fix it. Uh, he tears him yeah, up. It's a new version of red Hulk, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Cause he's like the red Hulk. He's like, yeah, sure. Uh, but he he calls himself the Sunshine Joe Fix It. Uh, so he tears him up, uh, breezing vapor, which is one of the UFOs. Uh, smashes Ironclad, which is supposed to be kind of indestructible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, literally just starts pushing his fingers through and squashing them. Uh, and absorbs all the radiation from uh, one of the other characters. I do not know the name. They never say. I don't think. Uh, so anyways, uh, they call the Avengers. Gotta absorb that radiation. Oh, God, yeah. Especially if you got that gamma going on. Yeah. So, uh, Thor's called, uh, Avengers called in. Thor shows up first, uh, gets his ass kicked. Then here comes the Avengers, and then Betty flies in here with her grotesque Gryffindor-looking self. Uh, she's a harpy. Yeah, sure. The harpy. She's, God, hideous. So yeah. hideous. Yeah, it's not the most attractive She-Hulk of no. all time. Uh, so she joins Hulk. Uh, and then Blade, Blade is part of the Avengers in this series. Yes, uh, Blade has been an yep. ongoing member of the Avengers for a while now. So uh, Blade claims that <laughs> Hulk was bit by a vamp. That's why he is acting the way he is and uh, with the strength in his color. Uh, the Hulk asks him if he can turn into a bat. He's like, no, I don't think I can. He's like, well, we're about to find out. Wads him up and throws him miles away. <laughs> It's a good joke. That mental image. That's a good yeah. joke. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Gamma Flight shows up out of the blue. They all decide they're going to help the Hulk. So, out of nowhere, uh, Hulk has got more teammates than he's probably ever had in this whole entire series. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther pierces through the Hulk through his complete chest uh, with a spear. Uh, she Hulk turns uh, uh, turns sides. She's actually there with the Avengers. And uh, so. She- for the last, like, several years, She-Hulk has been the Avengers version of Hulk. Right. Because 
Bruce has been off on this. He got killed, and then he's been off on sure. this Immortal Hulk adventure. So. And they keep mentioning about you know how Hulk's uh, a founding Avenger and how bothers yeah. Cap and different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Cap and all of them just way way laying and going at it. And the Hulk's actually making sense for the first time in this whole series. Uh, he's probably I would say close to the one most probably number two most powerful. Uh, but anyways, uh, he's really making more sense. He's not just out outrageous and not even thinking. Uh, so She-Hulk actually does a Gamma uh, clap and knocks the Avengers down. Uh, let's see. The Hulks all get teleported by McGee. But she's got this gun ray that just uh, teleports them. Teleportation gun. Yep. I need one of those. Candy. <laughs> I wish. If teleportation, teleportation could be invented, I'd die happy, man. Yeah? Wouldn't you, know, you want to live and enjoy the teleportation? No. Well, yeah. I, I would die a, a little bit later, a happy long. man. Oh, okay. Yeah. You die eventually <laughs> a happy Eventually man. a happy man. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Well, God, Blake, I hope in your lifetime teleportation's invented. I don't want right. you to die unsatisfied. <laughs> so as they're teleported uh, away, they're in the uh, back. Going there. They're on their own Baxter building. And you have this grotesque-looking Betty with her feathers, her claws, and everything. Mm-hmm. And the Hulk is just, you know, giving you, letting you know they just fucked. Uh, zipping up his pants and talking about how good it was and how they needed to be quiet because She-Hulk and them were and McGee was in the next room over. It's just some hot Hulk on Hulk action. To yeah, be fair, yeah. that's the only time that I can see it actually working like that. Any other circumstance between the two is just not mathematically okay. So Hulk finally admits to Betty that Bruce has been gone forever. Um uh, she thinks that Bruce is still inside of him. He's like, No, Bruce has been gone forever. He's been in the hell realm. He's like, I saved pretty much all the versions of the Hulk, but Bruce, fuck Bruce, I left him there. He's been gone for a hot minute. But, uh, he tells Betty he loves her. She, they have a little bit of a moment like that uh, of kind of conversing back and forth about it, and she eventually admits that it's Bruce that she wants. Uh, so he decides he's going to go find Bruce in the Hell Realm uh, after leaving him, that poor soul just down there forever. Yeah. Uh, so Fantastic Four created a portal. They actually, with Ben Grimm, you know, he kind of has a soft spot for the Hulk last time they had an encounter. Uh, yeah, Reed to... Richard loves to mess with things he shouldn't. Right. So they create oh, a, uh, a red plasma portal to go back into the Hell Realm. Uh, the two Hulks and McGee find the leader, uh, HQ, in the Hell Realm, which is just ginormous. I mean, story, stories high with four faces all the way around. Uh, and a ginormous brain. He's got a tongue that's coming out with a whole bunch of tentacles coming off the tongue, which yeah. is... Uh, with his sharp teeth mouth, uh, just talking and stuff. Sounds like a girl I dated one time. <laughs> that, ooh, wow. <laughs> uh, anyways, so they decided out of nowhere, oh, let's just rip the tentacles off his tongue and pull his brain through his head off his tongue. How that works out, I'm not going to question it, but I mean, it works. You have the strength the Hulk does. Right. Everything's so uh, So uh, you have the Red Hulk, you had a Green Hulk, and then you had McGee. Uh, the, the Red and Green Hulk teamed up together, uh, and they ripped his brain out through his tongue. And that's pretty much in the series. Yeah. So the thing that also happens in that series is the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? It shows flashbacks of, of him as a kid. Not him as a kid. It shows flashbacks of, Stern. of their ancestors. Yes. So Bruce Banner and uh, uh, Stearns, the leader, mm-hmm. are actually descended from a pair of brothers uh, right. that – um, the one brother killed the other one. And he shoved a gamma capsule down the other's throat. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is going to make you immortal. Yes. And he killed him because he, he got his, his wife. wife pregnant. Yep. And so 
Bruce's like great great grandpa and Samuel Stearns, the leader's great great grandpa, were brothers, so right. they're actually related. So the gamma power that the Hulks inherit, and how everybody is able to take possession of twenties, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, um, so. is that they share a common ancestry. Right. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> Immortal Hulk. It's crazy. Yeah, it was very. Man, that was so entertaining. I'm not even gonna lie. I, they'll never put that on cinema, but that would be fantastic if they did. It'd that. be a great horror series for sure, yeah. like a, a horror like anthology as opposed to just like one. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's this week. We'll make my Marvel. Welcome back. So, uh, Blake, you're actually planning to pull Make Mine Marvel from the live show. Is that I am, correct? I am. Uh, we're going to allow Brittany to have her new segment come on starting next week. This is dangerous. <laughs> and we are going to keep Make Mine Marvel as a standalone segment, uh, pre-production with some additives to add into it, uh, make it a little bit more entertaining. Uh, have a little bit more. Uh, oh come on, it's super entertaining. No, no, no. Like, like we're going to give you a little bit more better visuals. Instead of me just telling you, we're going to throw some visuals of the comics uh, as I'm going through them and summarizing them. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We'll be posting that. Uh, we'll be working on that in a few weeks. Uh, be on our YouTube channel and post it on our socials. But yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that we'll go ahead and go with Taylor Burton's. <laughs> Jesus. Taylor Burton's suggestion, let's do top five team-up moments. So uh, buddy cop moments between characters or characters that hate each other or even characters that love each other. Um, the example that comes to mind for me is uh, uh, Captain America and Thor in uh, Endgame. Mm. Not Endgame. Uh, uh, Infinity War. But anyway, so yeah, let's do a top five team-up moments. Uh, and then uh, I think I'm... I feel like we're kind of coming up on being done with the show, but uh, Brittany, are you done? Never. Yeah, I'm not done either. <laughs> All right, welcome to Are You Done? Blake, what are we doing here? So this week we have Helsing versus Morbius. Danny's got Morbius and uh, Brittany's got Helsing. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take some arguments, see who's got the best character or who they think has the best character. And then after the, we do a, uh, a one-minute description of your character and their powers, y'all have a two-minute head-to-head battle, cutting each other off, trying not to kill each other. And then a 30-second rebu- rebuttal at the end of that. And then you, the fans, get to... Say who you think won, who has a better character. More Just making sure we got batteries in the buzzer. Yep, this this week. I was going to ask, am I allowed to break one? Uh, please don't. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> ah, there. Oh, I just recorded. I just recorded. <laughs> ah, There we go. Works. Now we got a buzzer sound. So uh, we're going to start with Danny this week? Yes, absolutely. All right, you ready? I'm ready. One-minute timer. All right, and let's go. 
So Michael Morbius, the living vampire, one of the things or the thing that he has going for him that gives him the most ability over every other vampire that he fights, which includes Alucard, is that the sun does not bother him. He can walk in daylight, which means that he does not share the weakness that every other vampire throughout all of history, with exception for Blade, I think. Um, which, which, uh, with his, uh, heightened strength, speed, flight ability, uh, ability to shape shift, uh, and the fact that he doesn't necessarily thirst for human blood, uh, gives him a big advantage in this fight because, um, while Alucard is a very powerful vampire, he still has to stay out of the sunlight and he still has to rest during the day and he leaves himself wide open to attacks from, Michael Morbius, the uh, scientist-slash-living vampire who will probably think his way out of this problem as much as he fights his way out of this problem because he is a, uh, a doctor. Okay. That throws me <laughs> off a little bit. <laughs> all right, Brittany, you ready? Yeah. All right, and let's go. Uh, so first of all, Helsing is actually a daywalker. He can go through. You can actually see that in one of the episodes where he's just walking into a hotel. Um, no problem whatsoever while other people are carrying his casket and his coffin where he sleeps. But Sirius herself is in hers because it's during the day and she doesn't have that ability. So whatever daywalking ability that Morbius has, it's just a minor irritation for Helsing. The biggest thing that Helsing has over Morbius is that he embraces his insanity while Morbius is constantly at odds with whether or not he wants to be sane or if he just wants to go fully insane. And he has no control over the insane side. Helsing embraces the insanity. He will go at it with every level that he has and just has fun. He can go through mist. He can go through walls. Whatever it is, it's like a cat with a toy. He will do whatever he wants with you as long as it brings him some sort of satisfaction. It is one of those things where Helsing does not care. He can walk in the day. He doesn't need blood. <laughs> All right. Y'all ready for this two-minute head-to-head? I'm ready. All right. Two minutes on the clock, and let's go. So Alucard can walk in the sun because he's wearing a wide-brimmed hat and a coat, and he's covered, so the sun's not actually hitting him. So and he's still able to walk in the sun. So all he needs to do matter. is take his coat and his hat off, and the sun will kill and him. And then he turns into the mist. If you didn't kill him by cutting his head off and stabbing his heart, I don't think I you're going to be able to kill him by going into the sun. He has a he weakness to the sun. Mist, uh, he mystified just and then like, came oh, back Oh, he doesn't later. have a weakness to the sun because he was covered up and the sun wasn't touching him. It doesn't it's make still, any sense. It gives him a way around that little loophole that you it said. Gives he doesn't necessarily need it that doesn't hold up in a fight. It does if you're using it and utilizing it and using Not your against insanity a, against another him. another vampire that moves as fast as you and has strength equal to what you have. Then, he then just what turns are you going to do? You're just going to get your back. coat ripped off. What are you going to do? Cut off his head Mist or stab him the in day the head and then come back? If the a holy kill object him. from the Vatican does not kill him, I don't believe the sun well, is Well, whatever he turns into mist, Michael Morbius is probably just going to break out a vacuum cleaner and suck him up. Like, I don't know that he would be that worried about it. He wouldn't be because his sanity and insanity would be causing it to be in conflict entity and it's helsing himself is just going to be going totally insane and just having fun toying with him like he's a mouse there is not going to be yeah, any level of helsing that's going to be intimidated by him hold his own in a fight against alucard during uh, what his shape-shifting his ability to sunlight. go through walls his literally hypnosis? all he has to do is bring this battle out into the sun and yeah michael morbius can turn into a vampire so he can and also you shape can actually use morbius like shadow in order so to come up and murder him into other There's things no 
So that the, one ability does not negate all of the other abilities that Hell's Power has. a power that only belongs to Alucard. It's definitely a power that Michael Morbius also has. He has a lot of the same powers, but the biggest yeah. thing that Helsing has Except is the that fact he can that go in sunlight. he can too. So can Helsing. But he embraces his insanity, so he doesn't who have. Who cares that he embraces freedom. his insanity? A crazy person who gets his ass kicked yes. by a non-crazy person because is still getting his ass kicked. Because it doesn't matter how much he gets his ass kicked, he's going to be coming back for more, and you're just going to be a toy. And if that, Vatican it, objects right, do not right, bother we him, we are good. Whew. Y'all ready for your thirty second, thirty second rebuttal? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's go. You know who also isn't bothered by Vatican objects? Michael Morbius, the living vampire, because Christian artifacts have no effect on his vampirism whatsoever. You know what also doesn't bother him? The sun. You know what does bother Alucard? The sun. It's a big weakness. And, 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 and when that fight goes down, all he has to do is get him in the sunlight. And even if he doesn't get him in the sunlight, Alucard is just Dracula. You know how many times Dracula has been beaten by normal human beings in the history of Dracula? A lot. So, uh, Castlevania is literally based on that. Uh, <laughs> you're so angry right now. I can I'm see it in your angry. eyes. All right, you ready for your 30 Wait, protect seconds? the buzzer. Yes. <laughs> All right, and let's go. Spider-Man beats Morbius. It does not matter. Spider-Man? Yes! It does not matter. General Marvel character. Like, it doesn't. Morbius has been vanquished, killed, held, whatever. It does not matter. Anybody can freaking do something with Morbius. As far as Helsing goes, even at his level one restrictions removed and level two restrictions removed, if he, you have sun, you have shadow, which means that he can go into your shadow and do whatever you want if you want to knock off his freaking hat. It does not matter when it comes to Helsing. Are y'all done? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Are you there? Sure. <laughs> Spider-Man was one of the greatest heroes of all time. He can't beat a fucking vampire. Are you kidding me? You think that means anything? You think he couldn't beat Alucard too? My God. Why would yes! you put Spider-Man into this? He's one of the greatest heroes who's ever existed. He's, He's a 15-year-old almost kid. every other superhero who's ever existed. He could beat the Hulk. He's proved it. Anyway, that's all I got. He's a 15-year-old kid from Brooklyn, and that is only in one specific universe. The, all the other ones, he fucking gets smashed. So you would have to have a luck the of universe that Morbius is in. that he is in that universe. That that's it's the universe Morbius is in. Not all of them. Anyway, so. <laughs> uh, man thing versus swamp thing. Uh, I think we did that uh, once. We did something like that. Um, no, our, uh, our Are You Done next week is going to be Ash Ketchum versus Beast Boy. Uh, Jared and I are arguing that. We decided that last week. Uh, so uh, thank you for listening to Are You Done. Uh, also, thank you for tuning into the podcast tonight. Sorry about our technical difficulties. Um, and Danny's stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> I am not sour at all. Right now. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we do have AnimeCon coming up this weekend. Um, if you are a fan of the show and you're going to be in the area, come over to the Drury Conference Center here in sunny Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and check it out. We are hosting a maid cafe that's going to run all day Saturday throughout the con. Um, also, we are doing an all-ages rave from 8 to 10 on Saturday evening. Uh, we've got Michael Crank Curry coming to spin some amazing tunes. 
Uh, he's actually going to have the fingerprint dance studio in. We were talking about this the other day. He's going to have like laser light show. He's going to have CO two um, cannons. CO two cannons. He's bringing uh, the um, what are the fire dancers that oh, he's bringing the urban dance uh, urban print dance team. Yeah, he's also bringing the the fire twirling people. Oh, I don't really? think they're. I think they're just doing hula hoops. So yeah. I don't think they're breaking out fire in the Eat conference fire. center. Um, but anyway, uh, so we've also got that going on as well as we will be doing a live show that day from the conference or from the panel room, um, that will be a Patreon exclusive unless you're actually in the building. So, uh, subscribe to our Patreon at literally any level and you'll be able to see that as well as our give me five series. Um, and we've also got another series that we're currently working on that will be going up on there pretty soon. Uh, uh, our Lowest level, our $5 level, uh, the uh, Jared's Dance Crew uh, will get you access to all of our videos. And then if you move up from there, you get to our shout-out level, like Michael Casey, who is uh, a good friend of the show and one of our sponsors. And also the host of our uh, Retro Recap show on Thursdays and Sundays, um, as well as Keaton New. Um, and, uh, yeah, so thank you to all of our patrons.